Good morning. Welcome to the Energy Works Radio Show. I'm Tanya Orsi, and uh, the topic today we're talking about is accepting help. And as some of you would know, uh, my daughter this week was uh, taken to hospital uh, in emergency because of appendicitis, but it did take a while to work out that's what it was, and by then it had already uh, exploded and um, her in, intestines were quite infected. So it's been a bit of a, a harrowing journey this week, especially for her, and uh, quite tiring, I think, for the rest of us. But um, I guess as to everything in life, our lessons always come through the difficult things and through the things that we have to overcome and deal with. And I guess each thing that we have to deal with helps us to be stronger and we know how best to deal with it. Um, I recall when I had two children one day, one of them was wanting to get the milk out of the fridge. And so I was a little worried since he was probably maybe, you know, two or three at the most. And uh, he was getting the, trying to get the milk out and I'm so worrying. I was being a helicopter mum and hovering and I hovered a bit too close and bumped him and I made him spill the milk. And then he was crying because he spilled the milk and then I was crying because the milk was spilled and then the baby was crying because we were crying. So in the end, we were all crying over a bit of milk that was on the floor. And yes, that was a bit traumatic, but it was only milk and we could clean it up. But at the time, that was the capacity well, it was outside my capacity to deal with that. And so that was hard. So, of course, you know, as life goes by, that, that would be, that's not so challenging. And other things are uh, presented to us in a difficult manner. And we, our capacity to deal with the things grows. And, you know, each of us have horrendous things that we have to go through that we probably, in, you know, in earlier times in our life wouldn't have survived that through the experiences and the difficulties we've had on the way through, we have the capacity now to, to survive. Sometimes I think it's like labour, you know, we, we you know, go with the contractions and they're hard and they're painful and, you know, we have to keep breathing and sometimes we forget to keep breathing and people have to remind us to keep breathing and remind us that the baby will come at the end of this pain. And uh, it, it is hard to go through and, we, you know, we can't see the end and we can't you know think that we're going to get through it and you know each contraction is like a little mountain that we have to climb and we it's almost like we have to succumb to what happens and surrender so that we can actually allow our body to go through it without our mind fighting what has to happen and you know as we do this our capacity to deal with it becomes stronger the the contractions become stronger and closer together and you know having to be forceful enough to open and dilate the cervix so that the baby is able to exit. And I think this is very symbolic of life. You know, each each of the difficulties that we face is like a contraction. You know, at the time it's so intense and we don't know how we're going to get through it. But we need our friends and our loved ones to keep reminding us to keep breathing and to work through the contraction and eventually the you know the pain subsides we get a little breather and then the next contraction comes and I, I think we mistakenly believe that life should not have any contractions but we wouldn't grow if, they, if there weren't some so we need to 
be able to be strengthened through them to be able to deal with the next contraction and the next contraction until we get to the actual birthing process. And, uh, you know, I guess like having children, we may have more than one and we have to go through that process again. And I think, you know, it's very true of all of life. You know, the things that we found difficult to cope with and we would never want to go back still have strengthened us and taught us valuable things and taught us uh, new ways to look at life and taught us to appreciate the small things. And, uh, you know, the, the friend who, you know, just there for you listening or, you know, the person that sends you a little text or a message, all these things are helpful in, in us getting through each contraction of life. And I guess the hard thing, I think, for me personally has to be able to, is to be able to A, ask for help and B, accept the help. I'm getting better at accepting the help, but I'm still not very good at asking for the help. So I wanted to clear some energy around these things because I assumed, and hopefully not mistakenly, that we all struggle with asking for help and, um, you know, accepting the help. Um, often we see this asking for help and accepting the help as failure. And yet, uh, when we hear of someone's difficulties and they talk of their life experience and they're honest with us and transparent, uh, yes, it might be a little bit uncomfortable. But as we feel and understand that person's pain, we sympathize with them and understand them. And also, we are then emboldened to be able to share our experiences and we feel that we are safe with this person who's expose themselves or their emotions to us and you know we feel that we can then share our difficulties with them and this is the wonder I think of um, friendships and families and you know people that we can speak and share our difficulties with you know yourself when you you know when you're prompted to help someone or you think of someone just give them a phone call or take some flowers or you know whatever however that form takes we feel good when we help another person we feel that we could do something to help uh, I don't know an experience comes in my mind my my father died in our home and I found him which was a bit difficult but God in his mercy had sent a friend to stay with me who had been in trouble her husband had, had, was abusive and um, she'd left him uh, with basically the clothes on her back and her three-year-old son and uh, ended up uh, even being abused in the, the women's refuge and came to stay with us for a while and even though you would think I was giving the service in the end she was there when I was in my difficult time and and I was not left alone and so it is with all of us you know sometimes we're giving sometimes we think we're giving but actually it turns into receiving Yes, as it was in my case and and it's all intertwined and it's like a beautiful um, tapestry our lives being enriched by other people and not just by the beauty of other people the difficulties of other people too enrich us and the strength and the um, capacity to deal with it grows as we help other people and as we feel their pain and desire to reach out and help them then we are strengthened and we are emboldened to share as well and so the weaving begins and our life becomes rich and colourful through those people that are in our lives for us to help and for them to help us and, and, you know, and the exchange that goes between us. 
and um, believing that we have to do it all on our own is very lonely and also deprives us of that capacity to interact with people and to uh, be involved on a deeper level. And I think, you know, we can each probably broaden our circle a little, reaching out to others and in turn, you know, um, communicating with others. Now, of course, this sounds beautiful and there are, as you know, in tapestry, you look at the top, it's beautiful, but underneath are the knots and the join. And so sometimes these things don't always go perfectly, but, you know, the old saying, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Sometimes the knots and the bumps and the joins are the difficulties and, you know, the times when people perhaps do fail us or when we fail ourselves. But, you know, all is not lost and there's always a way back and we always can learn. And I think um, my kids went to Montessori school when they were little and in Montessori school they present the lesson to the child as he's ready and able to understand and, you know, the child gets to learn. And they may be presented that lesson more than once until they are, you know, perfectly capable of um, completing the lesson that they've shown been shown so I think it is with us in life too you know there are things that I still struggle to get and the lesson keeps being presented to me and sometimes I can grasp hold of the lesson and sometimes I fail again and the lesson must be presented again and I think you know it, it is good that it is that way that you know it's like we can keep taking the test again even if we don't get it right the first time there is no pass fail and that's it all right, so let's clear some energy around these things. All right, so we begin with it's safe to receive help. And it's safe to ask for help. It's safe to give help. And it's safe to exchange energy. Um, timeline comes here, it's for birth. And the feeling of frustration. And I would imagine, you know, coming into this life at birth, it's quite a shock. We go from, well, I'm sure our experience existed before and we would have been able to communicate because when you read about near-death experiences and people are out of their bodies, they're able to communicate without using their mouth or their voice. Their thoughts communicate directly with another person. We had the capacity to deal with all the things that, you know, life deals with us. But if you think of it, perhaps like a symphony, you know, maybe the violin start and it's very simple and slowly but surely different instruments are added in and if you see each of those instruments as the experiences of your life, you needed each of the experiences that you had in your life, even though they were painful and ugly, to be able to have the capacity to deal with the current things in your life which are much deeper and greater. You know, as you progress from, you know, riding your push bike to you know, maybe skateboarding or, you know, riding a motorbike or a car, you know, eventually if you had the, the lessons, you would be able to fly a plane if you had that, if that knowledge was necessary for you and that's the way you had to go. Okay, so we're going to now the sixth chakra. And this one, of course, is about trusting your intuition, which can be hard for us because we're, you know, we're brought up in a world of, you know, questioning and having to understand and, you know, wanting to know the facts and the science when some things actually um, we have to go from feelings and from gut instincts. So overwhelm is involved here. 
and also having an active imagination in negative outcomes. I remember the very first time I watched that movie, The Secret, I was so shocked about how your your thoughts and your feelings, you know, manifested eventually in what you were experiencing in life. And I can remember thinking, oh, what have I been thinking? I'm so shocked. And it was like 10 o'clock at night and I remember ringing my mum, waking her up and saying, you have to hear this, my poor mother. So I think it's important to understand that, you know, what we think is what we manifest. So it's important when the negative things come up that we acknowledge them and then we move on. And sometimes we may need some energy work or some energy clearing to help us get past the things that we fear. And sometimes these fears are our own fears and sometimes they're generational fears, things that we've inherited. Okay, and in this case, there's some generational stuff from Dad's mum. So now we're talking about some of our the things related to our mind, our growth and our learning. And those can be very painful words sometimes. Okay, my relatives easily encourage and support me continually without question, without strings. And something age 15 here, I allow myself to be peaceful and balanced even through times of rapid growth and learning. Okay, I'm just going into the 10th chakra now. And um, this one is concerned with um, living your life's purpose and experiencing and incorporating the entirety of life's experience, the good, the bad and the ugly. And I think, you know, it's important for us to be able to see that, you know, that all the experiences of our life contributed to who we are, just as all the experiences of the feelings that we have are contributing to the direction in which our life moves. And if we're following the compass within our heart, uh, sometimes the feelings are yucky and we know we're a bit off course and we have to modify. And sometimes we're a bit to the left and sometimes we're a bit to the right and we have to um, adjust or sometimes we're too high or too low. Um, and just an affirmation, I exist and rejoice. And also there's 12 chakra holds here, comes up here. So probably not for everybody, but for some. Okay, so this chakra deals with um, fear of death. Um, a friend of ours um, had um, bowel cancer and decided that he didn't want to have this part of his bowel removed and he he went to um, South America somewhere to a clinic and um, he came back and he said, I remember having a lovely discussion with him and he said, you know, you know whatever happens from here on, he said, I've being healed maybe not my body but me and he certainly was more open in his character and you know more able to be spoken with and um, he said you know he whatever happens it's an adventure and I think you know we we tend to think of this life as the whole the whole lot but I think uh, we existed before and we will exist after and this is but a chapter of our life and so if we understand that, then death is not quite so scary. It still can be hard because we don't know, you know, what comes next. But the people that have had um, near-death experiences talk quite openly of how they felt and how wonderful it was to be out of the body and to be able to communicate. All right, so an affirmation here is, I am one with all that is. 
Now, now we're going to go into the aura here for a moment, talking about the colours of the aura and the white or the crystal. So often these colours of the aura are, you know, some people are more one colour than the other. I think they can change at different times. And the people that see those things talk about the colours that they can see and where they are. Okay, so um, the, the white or crystal people are often the most spiritual and they're a bit like a reflective crystal that radiates God's love through them. Uh, so they see everything through spiritual eyes and are quick learners. They learn spiritually and intuitively and they are the most connected to God or the universe. And white light is actually a mixture of all the other colours. So I guess those people um, you know, have other colours. So white aura people feel best when they're connected to God and feel most able to channel that healing energy clearly to others. They're, they're like an uncluttered, simple, but clean space. So, you know, sometimes, some of us are like that and we, um, you know, want to be able to, um, you know, help the people around us and be able to um, see what's important. Okay. Okay, now the aura also vibrates at different levels. So sometimes we can be stuck at a certain level. Okay, so neutrality. Neutrality is a level of flexibility and to be neutral, you're unattached to the outcome. So at this level, you're satisfied with your current life situation and may not always have the motivation towards self-improvement or excellence in your career. You can realise possibilities don't always make the sacrifices required to get to the next level. Now this has got a generational problem. Dad's side, dad's mum, her dad. Now we're going into the ninth chakra now. Okay, and this is, the ninth chakra involves being aligned with our purpose, the, the purpose of our soul. Sometimes, you know, we want to take and receive and we don't always want to give and I think to help us we need to read good books read things that inspire us read about people's lives who are inspiring also uh, you know learn from other people's difficulties the good and the bad we're not always you know happy to um, learn from our situation and yet if we can and we can share that with other people and you know be courageous in sharing and being a bit vulnerable it does help others and I know myself and other people have shared their vulnerability with me that it's helped me it's helped me to understand it's helped me to feel better about my difficulties and the things that I've perceived as failures you know many times we have this uh, the picture of perfection in our head or our version of perfection which may not be perfection and when things don't go according to our plan or to the picture that we have in our head, uh, we we feel that we have failed in some way, and you know we feel lonely and you know sad and you know like hiding under the bed. So an affirmation here is I am not alone. And often people come to us and help us and support us if we let them. Now we're going back down into the third chakra now. Uh, age 36, age 40, okay, something else in lifetime, age 17, age 19, 23, 28, 33, 36, 40, 
Now we're going to the meridian system for a moment. So stomach meridian. And stomach meridian to me always smacks of anxiety. And I guess there's an anxiety about fulfilling our purpose in life, about helping our family fulfill their purpose in life, about helping our businesses or our you know, our situations that we're in to accomplish the things that we have in mind. So the feeling of disgust comes up here and um, disgust towards other people. Sometimes we can feel disgusted with other people, um, perhaps if their family isn't the way we think it should be or if they handle things differently from how we handle it. We often feel that they're not doing it right and, you know, we wouldn't be in that situation they wouldn't be in that situation if they had listened to us and done what we had told them. But of course life teaches us that that's not the case. Alright, so there's some generational stuff here from mum and the feeling of being stifled. Um, stifled by life situations. So often the things that you know knock us to the ground are really hard to deal with and we don't know why we had to experience something so bad. But I think, you know, sometimes it's the, the necessary knockdown to the ground of the ego so that we let go of the ego, ego and we um, connect again to God of the universe so that we're following our spiritual purpose. And then, you know, we can use the, the knockdown to see, you know, what's important to do. All right. And now we're going into the 11th chakra. Okay, so this chakra deals with what they call the Akashic Records, which is like every thought, action, word is stored energetically and encoded non-physically within our chakra. So it's, it keeps all our thoughts, our experiences, our feelings, and sometimes they call it the book of life. So every detail of our life is held in there. And it's, I guess, part of the unveiling of who we really are. Well, I think we weren't allowed to remember who we were before we came here because it would be too easy. So it's almost like we have to find who we are by our experiences in life. And often we see the awful experiences and things that we've had happen as terrible, whereas really they are what is necessary to help us be the best person that we are. So I create the natural expression of my own being. Uh, life is a gift of unimaginable proportion. So a little bit of generational stuff here from Dad. And also some forgiveness comes up here. Forgiveness is such a powerful thing. I never understood how powerful forgiveness was. And there's a stuck feeling of being revengeful. And we feel like that when someone hurts us. We want to hit them or we want to you know, make bad things happen to them. So let's say I forgive myself for feeling revengeful. All right, and into the eighth chakra. The eighth chakra is to do with our connection to the earth. So eating raw food, like you know, think of walking out in the garden and eating food straight from the plants, and also being aware of the impact that we have on the earth. It's sort of like this giving and receiving with the earth. My actions impact other living things. Okay, and the Celtic weave comes up here, uh, lower back, and seventh chakra, more of dad stuff, um, the feeling of being obnoxious, I forgive myself for being obnoxious, I forgive others for being obnoxious, and there's also some hooks or some other rubbish in the aura, 
So we'll just add, I have strong, healthy boundaries, even through my trials. And I totally believe in myself. I totally accept myself. I totally accept my lessons. I love my lessons. My weaknesses become my strengths. Great. Well, that's a bit clearer now. So I hope that helps. Anyway, that's it for today. Um, I wish you well. Enjoy your day and um, you know, be kind and loving to yourself and to others.